Alrighty, and welcome back. It's been a while to a worthless film podcast where the films are not worthless, just just the opinions, the opinions are. are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, peek behind the curtain. This is our second take of that, and we still messed it up. So you know, this is what we're going I, with. I think we're doing just fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a while though, so it's glad to be back. But a lot has changed, and so yes. Well, for one of us. <laughs> I am I am a new man because I I got married I sold out and <laughs> I have a wife but she's the best so it evens out perfectly. You know what? Actually, right now would be the perfect time to touch on the fact that Jack has he my favorite feature. Well, the wedding was wonderful and I was there and it was wonderful. So this isn't me. Yep. It was the little okay. So at everyone's <laughs> table before we even get into the episode this week, at the table <laughs> we. Jack had popcorn, little baggies of popcorn set up, and I took mm. a photo of it. Mm. I took it said, and so on the popcorn is like cute little popcorn, but on top of it, it was a little steel little baggie with a sticker on it, and the sticker had her favorites and his his favorites, movies and television. Yes, yes. Whose idea okay. was that? So that was her idea. Uh, anything cool and fun and cute or like aesthetically pleasing at the wedding. Was definitely her. Um, <laughs> Jack was like all, all of it was her. <laughs> Jack's like any hideous toad you saw was me. <laughs> yes, yes. Anything that went wrong was definitely my fault. Oh um, my gosh! No, that was definitely that was her idea. Uh, but we definitely, yeah, I was very excited about it. It was really hard. So basically, I wonder if I do you have a picture of the list? I do. I have it right here. I can send it to you right okay. now. I mean, and yeah, I as know, we I mean, do I know, that, I don't know. I got you right here, brother. Let's but as we do oh, that, you, I just you. sent it. Um, I think it's super important. So I guess I have a question for you before you, whatever you need to say, yeah, as, it, as it sends. How hard was it to come up with this list? Okay, so that's what I was getting at. So, uh, so basically, the list is our favorite movies and TV shows. Uh, it was really one. It was really hard to create this list, and two, it was really hard to create the kind of list because it's like, are these my favorite like classic movies? Like, oh, these are like classics, like. You know, like a like a Citizen Kane or something like that. Like some yeah. movie everybody's seen. It's critically acclaimed. It's very popular. Or is this movies that like I'm feeling in this moment right now? You know, because sometimes there's movies I'm like, oh, this is I think my okay. There's difference between my favorite movies and what I think are the best movies. Those yeah. are different lists. You know, it's like there's movies on my favorite list movies that I don't think are the best movies ever, but they're just my favorite at that time where I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Hannah, my wife, uh, <laughs> gave me <laughs> gave me quite a short time frame to figure this list out. Uh, so I felt a little bit of pressure. So there's definitely things <laughs> I left out. There's things I forgot. But uh, I don't even know if I should give away my list of favorites on the podcast without doing like a separate episode on it. But uh, well, we will. But, but wait, that doesn't answer your question too. Like, are these the all time favorites, or are these okay? What so, I'm feeling in so the moment favorites. So it's probably a little bit of both. There's definitely some looking at this list now that I would maybe adjust, uh, but <laughs> it, I'd within say I'm the ad- like two weeks of <laughs> you've been married. <laughs> okay, well, but I made the list a long time ago because she had to get it printed and everything. So I'd say this uh, this list. Most of them are ones that I would stand behind today. Still, uh, some of them I would probably be like, well, do I really need Arrow on there for my favorite TV shows? 
Really? I'm like that's it's oh. a that's a controversial take, man. And what seasons are we talking? Like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. If we're talking about the whole show, that's it's it that's definitely not on the list. But if we're talking like, you know, season one and two, like I mean, I think season one and two are pretty good still. Absolutely. Uh, I, did a rewatch, absolutely. I did a rewatch of that show like last uh spring or last fall. Yeah. And it was great. It was great still. That first couple seasons. Uh but yeah, but also there's stuff on here like Invincible. Because I had just Great. watched Invincible when we made the list, uh, I think Invincible is incredible. But I only, I definitely put it on that list because I had just watched it and I was so wowed by it. But also, so, I don't know. It's I think that's an all time classic. Right? I don't think you need to. Apologize I think it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a classic. But I, what I'm saying here is that, like this list was very much a moment in time. Like in that time, I had things <laughs> in my brain and I was like, I'm putting these things on here because because uh, I can't really, you know, I don't know. But yeah. but this movie's like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, which, which we've, we've talked, talked about, about. On the podcast. Yeah, shout out to that episode. Go listen to it. Um, or movies like uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, uh, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, The Big Sick, uh, Purple Rose of Cairo. Movie. Big Sick is a good movie. Purple I, Rose of Cairo I've never it. seen, and I'm like, if we're ever looking for content, we could gladly just go through this list because I, exactly. I've seen some of these, obviously, but some of those I haven't seen, and I'm like, we need to talk about how and why they made the list. Purple Rose of Cairo is like my film school choice. It's a movie I saw my first semester of film school, and I was like, wow, this is cinema. Uh, it's a, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a very pretentious kind of movie. It's a movie that's, that's okay. all like about movies, so it kind of like you know sucks on the D of like Hollywood a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and it's a Woody Allen movie, and he's like kind of like super sketchy now, but uh, well he has been, but everybody knows he's super sketchy. He literally now. just came out with another movie. Yeah, he's he's kind of a dirtbag, but yeah, I still think it's a great movie, and it has Jeff Daniels in it. Which is really cool. Yeah, but he's not really like funny in the movie. He's kind of like more like cool guy in the movie. I like um, that. But I think it's rad, so we should talk about it sometime. Yeah, no, there's a couple There's a couple on the list. For Hannah's choices, let's just hit just some brief ones. Booksmart, I love. Music and lyrics. Mamma mm. Mia 1 and Mamma Mia 2. Here we she's go again. Fan. She's a super fan. MCU to me is Mamma Mia verse to Hannah. <laughs> she goes deep on the lore. She knows everything about it. That's that's fine, but man, like Marvel Comics as an as a body of work with that much history, and then just the body of work of ABBA. Maybe I'm just super unfamiliar, but wow, <laughs> that's a deep, deep cut. And she she knows the deal with it. Okay, don't even don't even try to quiz her because you're gonna look stupid if you do. I, I probably will, and I'll probably look stupid if I try to quiz her. <laughs> Imagine the questions I try to make up for that one. <laughs> Okay, exactly. so speaking of Mamma Mia, this week we went over Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless transition there. Seamless. Was, That's what like, you come here for. Oh my gosh. That's, you're welcome. Um, speaking of Mamma Mia, so we went over Black Widow this week. And actually, you yep. know what's crazy, Jack, is this is our, we've done like pretty much two-thirds of the DC film universe, and now we yeah. are... This is our first take in the Marvel, in the our Marvel first Cinematic Marvel Universe. Uh, um, a, a universe we arguably enjoy a lot more and probably have more to say about. It's our first movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, mean, exactly. I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, <laughs> in terms of quality, I think there's definitely a bit more quality in, in terms of film when it comes to the MCU. You know, there's different strokes for different folks. And like, 
you know, you can't argue what Marvel's done. Like, yeah, I and the, you know, there's so many factors within this. There's like sheer quantity. Like, yeah, they, they you they have like you know 22 movies in their universe. I've, I that's probably off now, but I'm, yeah, you lose count, and that's literally the point. Like yeah, now, 20, several 20 plus, shows. yeah. Yeah. And so it's like that body of work and like generationally there's more than that. And then there's, it's all starting to become multiversal, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so yeah. many factors. And so I guess yeah, I, we don't need to make this an MCU conversation because that no, can be, I mean, but naturally it can be a little bit, you know, we can, we can it can a little bit in there. Of course. Cause it's our first, but I think what, one of the things that I really want to focus on and like I'd love to take because this character has been one of the longest standing members probably well she made her first appearance in Iron Man 2 and she's mm-hmm. now been through that I, I didn't actually write down how many movies she's been in which now I feel bad about but been a she's lot, been a, a staple of the entire so every Avengers yeah. she's been in uh, I could probably count it right now she's been Iron Man 2 Winter Soldier Avengers Avengers 2 uh, Civil War, in both Infinity Wars, uh, and then this one—that's seven eight so movies, far. yeah, and the eight, yeah, eight movies. I yeah, no, you're right. Her contract. Was... I think that was her entire think... contract too. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is Marvel stopped contracting actors now. Wow, yeah. Yeah, because Paul Bettany's getting... contract expired. Yeah, that's probably how they get like an Angelina Jolie to be in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and they're like, we just want you to have fun. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's not a, that's not how's this? I don't think anyone on DC has ran out of their contract, and that's just how the the universes are different. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay, within those eight movies, I guess how how do you feel Scarlett Johansson has done honor to the role of like Black Widow? Like, how do you feel about her relationship with the MCU? Yeah, I feel like so. Okay, so. Originally, Black Widow. She wasn't supposed to be Black Widow originally. It's supposed to be Emily Blunt. Oh, wow. but she was doing another movie. I can't remember what movie it was. It wasn't Edge of Tomorrow. Um, it was a, a Quiet Edge Place. Tomorrow. True classic. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, but like at the time, Iron Man Two. Uh, she was. They really wanted Emily Blunt. Like they were like, "You are Black Widow." You are perfect. Yeah. For the role. I think she'd be great at the role. Like honestly, like I would love to see a multiverse kind of Emily Blunt, Black Widow situation. Especially yeah. seeing her in Edge of Tomorrow, where she like kicks so much ass. I haven't seen her kick uh, ass. She's insane in that movie. It's amazing. Um, but she goes so hard. Like you watch that movie, you're like, wow. I need to see you as Black Widow a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but they really want. So they really wanted Emily Blunt, but she had like a scheduling conflict and she couldn't do it. So they went with Scarlett Johansson, and I rewatched Iron Man two recently. She's not really a huge presence in that movie. No, uh, no. But I think it was a fun introduction. I kind of wish they did more of like the Hawkeye thing for her in that movie that they did with Hawkeye and Thor. Um, yeah, where they kind of like have him in for like a second. It's kind of a little like snapshot. But, um, but I think she's a character who's gotten better every time we've seen her. Um. With the exception of Winter Soldier, she kind of was like, I feel like she kind of stole the show a little bit in Winter Soldier. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, like that relationship between her and Cap, like in Winter Soldier, like that friendship, but like her kind of like also being like that playful character and like flirting with him, but also like kind of trying to like stay in control and like 
we saw, I think in that film, the most, like the most dimension to her character um, that we've seen any other movie minus Black Widow. Um, But especially like seeing Age of Ultron after that, where I think was probably her worst movie. Yeah. Um, not, well, that was not all of fault. their worst movies. Yeah. yeah, but I, I blame, I, don't, I do not, I think she did good with what she was given in that movie, but like all the like writing and directing choices from Joss Whedon kind of, I think, did a lot to her character in that movie. And yeah. they needed to like, they needed to change later on, um, especially the Hulk romance, which was horrible. Nobody but, wanted that. Nobody wanted that. But I think she is such a presence in all these movies and she, I feel like, is such a, I feel like she's such a character that kind of, um, is kind of like a glue character that kind of brings so many different groups and so many different films together yeah. and, and helps kind of establish the universe in such a way. Like, I feel like she was at first like a, like a face for S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of like that side, like the spy side and like all this like kind of government espionage stuff. Um, but she completely transformed into like all these different kind of realms with each movie she was in. Um, I re- I've really enjoyed her stuff. You know, I I have a different take. I think that Dang. she, I think she's just someone that has been so underserved by this universe. Like, oh, I I I completely agree. I completely agree. I'm like, I think you're right. Like with what she was given, it was amazing. But like, I think okay, here's, and I don't mean to be this guy with a chip on my shoulder about the whole thing. Is like, you know, it took Marvel. T- 18 movies until like Captain Marvel came out to have a female yeah. lead, which is yeah. frankly unacceptable. And so, mm-hmm. um, for the, and like, because this character has been around for so long, I just, everyone, even since like Ultron, everyone wanted a Black Widow movie and Marvel just yeah. never quite got it together. Like, I think this movie happened yeah. because of the fans kicking and screaming. And then mm-hmm. to have her pass away in Endgame is just yeah. oh my gosh like it i i just thought i was like oh my gosh that's so frustrating like this is the one time yeah. i want a comic book loophole to be like oh she's not really dead it was a scroll like i thought that could have been yeah. the best intro for the scrolls ever not that a scroll would actually sacrifice themselves for like hawkeye but damn i just wanted <laughs> something like that um yeah. and so then like it, it i was excited for this movie because i'm like man like mm-hmm. finally like Cause I think she's so cool. Like my ultimate black widow scene is like in, in Avengers one, like her introduction, like mm. not, that's not the first time we see her, but yeah, her yeah. intro in that movie where she's just getting interrogated or whatever. And yes. And she's like, these guys are giving up everything. And like the phone, the phones for her. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so cool. And so, yeah, I was waiting for her to be like super duper cool. And it, I, we never just got, I think you're right when you say like in Captain America Winter Soldier, that's when we got the most of her. And I'm like, I I always just wanted more of this character and we never mm-hmm. quite got enough. And now it's like, we, even if we do get a Black Widow in this universe, it's not going to be Nat. And that is unfortunate to me. And so I, I think that like, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed with how Marvel really kind of fumbled the ball on this entire character. Like not, not that they did her, did her wrong. You know what I mean? Like, not like mm. she was portrayed wrongly. Like, I loved her yeah. portrayal. Yeah. It's just they never gave her, like, a spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that, I think that is what part of what plays into the weakness of this film. Um, okay, I, I generally like this film. Like, I think it's, I think it was generally one of the better ones. 
of the MC movies. I have problems with it. Like definitely had problems yeah. with it. But I, I yeah. G- yeah, I generally liked it. I'll get I'll get into we'll get into some of those things I think are problems, but um but um but yeah, I feel like this movie, one of the biggest weaknesses is that it should have come out like three years ago. Yes. Like yes. this movie should have been out in twenty seventeen. This is a yeah. twenty seventeen movie that and I and I again COVID like it was supposed to come out last year and COVID pushed that along. But even last year, it was three years too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like because, uh, and I you know there's a lot of reasons why that was happening. And a biggest one was Ike Perlmutter, uh, and you Who's know, that? so Ike Perlmutter was kind of the guy that was above Kevin Feige for a long time at Marvel. Oh wow. Um, so Kevin Feige is like the executive producer. He's like the the yeah. captain running the ship of all the Marvel movies. But above him at Disney, Ike Perlmutter. Uh, a guy who is pretty famously a bit racist and oh, misogynistic. Cool. Um, yeah, he's, he hangs out with Donald Trump all the time. Out. Yeah, but <laughs> that works out. He's like besties with Donald Trump. Um, but uh, he's gone now. Kevin Feige like got him gone, so he can kind of do whatever he wanted to do. But those early, like those first kind of I, everything pre Civil War, I think, um, was he was still there, kind of doing that, like kind of like in that role. Um, where Kevin Feige gets to make a lot of decisions, but he still had to go through Ike to get approval on things and stuff like that. Yeah. So they've wanted to do this movie for a long time. They've had ideas for this movie for a long time. Uh, but someone like Ike Perlmutter uh, was kind of always that voice, like, and this is what, and like he's done this with a lot of different projects when it comes to female characters. Like, oh, uh, they're not popular enough. They won't sell merchandise and toys. Uh, no. Uh, it happened also in Iron Man three. Uh, when I can't remember the lady's name, uh, Tony Stark's ex girlfriend in Iron Man three, who oh, works yeah, with the yeah. Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, she was supposed to be the main villain. Um, and like in the comic books, like I can't remember her name, but like I remember like in that like the extremist storyline, she's like the main villain. Like she's the kind of the mastermind behind the extremist project, not. Uh, Aldrich Killian. He's kind of just like a scientist that's like working for her. Yeah, no, I read um, Extremis and it was, I, I don't like that story and I don't like, Iron yeah. Man 3 is my least favorite movie. So I'm just like, yeah. it's all fine. It can all go away for all I care. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but so like she was supposed to be like, the, they want her to be the main villain, but I promoter was the one who said, uh, absolutely not. Uh, she will not sell toys. So they made Aldrich <laughs> Killian the main villain who was. Uh, very famously the most famous Marvel villain of all time and sold millions of dollars worth yeah. of toys because everybody loved him and everyone thought it was a huge success. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was like the second movie after <laughs> Avengers 1, which is like all-star all-time, and then it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, the kind of, that was the kind of the culture at Marvel for a long time under him. Uh, so it was voices like that that would kind of not allow anything like that to happen. Like, oh... Nobody's going to go see or buy merchandise or toys for a female superhero. So, uh, no. Yeah. So, put in, put in another movie. Um, but, again, so that's kind of the culture. And he was gone by the time that they were, like, by that, like, by 2017, 2018. Like, he was already gone at that point. But a lot of that culture kind of still existed. And it took a long time for things to get off the ground. And um, a slate is a slate. You know what I mean? We they, they Yeah. Even by that scope, if he's gone by 2018 or whatever it be, then it's like, all right, well, we still don't even. Then this this was approximately on that time frame, the soonest we could have gotten this movie. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, yeah, it's 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 such a bummer. But yeah, but I feel like that 
it hurts the movie because I feel like this one. I feel like this movie would have been perfect if it was like around the same time Ant Man and the Wasps came out. Uh-huh. Like it's okay if you want to do it right after Civil War, but like you could do it like right after like Infinity War is kind of like a palate cleanser, yeah. like dealing with different things, and then it leads into Infinity War. Um, and you know, kind of like it's like Ant Man and the Wasp had nothing to do with Infinity War until the post credit scene, and it's kind of just like oh here's something to like you know hold you over until we get to Endgame. And yeah. kind of like a distraction, like other things are going on in this world before all this stuff. Um, that would have been perfect, or before Infinity War, ideally. Um, but I feel like it being not only just like years later, uh, but also like more than that in the timeline, like five to six, seven years in the timeline yeah. later. It's like I care about this less. This the stakes in this feel a lot. Yeah, uh, lessened. I, I, you know. Yeah, so and that's the, and that's the that's the hard part of any prequel, but especially this one when uh you know all that stuff is so fresh in our mind. Yeah, I think uh, that was yeah. the one thing. It's like there's no stakes. Sorry guys, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest. And this this is the this is the first MCU movie since uh, Far From Home, which is like whoa, that's crazy. So yeah, it was just like, but this is the thing. Okay, so for you, how did you said you liked it? Like, did you, where did, where does it rank? And I don't, I don't want this to be too much of a spoiler, but you said it's top yeah. half of MCU movies. What, how, where's your, where did, where is it in that top half? Yeah, I, I think it's towards the middle for like, if I'm being real, like, I think it's definitely towards the middle, but I think it's definitely better than like a Thor of the Dark World or, yeah. oh, well, I, yeah, but like, even the worst Marvel movies are still pretty good. Like, they're not, yeah. There hasn't been a Marvel movie where I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Um, yeah. Like, even the bad ones are like, oh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so really, for yeah. me, I'll be completely honest. I put this movie in, I think, my top five solo hero movies for Marvel. Like, Really? I think I'd put it, like, in my definitive ranking, number six or seven. I thought it was amazing. Okay. Hit me with it. Okay, uh, let me just go hard because I feel like that's a hot take. I feel like this I, I, movie, that is kind of a hot take. Yeah. So also, like, I think I need to kind of let the audience know some a bit more of my taste. I'm so, so as this is coming out, and I don't mean to date this podcast, but this is literally just the timeliness thing. Uh, as this is coming out, Loki is coming out, mm-hmm. and that's a very much a time and space meta narrative story. Yeah. I'm not really into Loki. Like I, whoa, okay. Oh, I know it's crazy, right? Like that's just We're not opposites my. Then. Oh, hey, that's great. Like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm watching it all. I'm probably gonna watch Give Loki. I'm gonna watch them both again because I think it's mm-hmm. unfair to rate the series like the TV shows. Like because today the 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 season fin or series series season, season finale. finale. Yeah, it's already a spoiler though. Like frick that. But like season <laughs> finale just dropped, and so I'm like, yeah. uh, okay. That just dropped, and so now it's like I haven't, I haven't, I actually have like five minutes left of the whole thing because I, I was working mm. all day. Da, da, da. Anyways, yeah. So Loki came out, and I'm like, uh, I, I thought going back to like the stakes and everything, I'm like, I don't think there are any stakes in Loki, and I just think it, it's, it's, I'm waiting in that show for something to happen, and I think the stakes, mm. if, if there are stakes, they're way too high. I'm like, I, I do not understand what's happening in this entire universe. Yeah. It's either a lot of action and then it goes multiversal and then blah 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 yeah 
it's a lot of like, okay, we're making our own rules and we're just going with it. And I'm like, okay, this story, I think the biggest strength of this Black Widow sh- uh, movie was its simplicity. And I think that mm-hmm. is the number one thing. And I think the new characters they introduced are amazing. Yeah. I do like the characters a lot. Like, So, so let's talk about the characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. I was going to say, who's your favorite? But like, let, let's go one by one because these are new yeah. people in this universe. And I think yeah. it's re- they're going to be mainstays now. And so who do you, who do you want to do first? Uh, how do we feel about Florence Pugh? As Love her. Yelena Belova. Love her. She's I awesome. think she stole the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, like I'm getting Miss Scarlett Johansson, yeah. but I'm really excited to see what kind of stuff Florence Pugh is going to do uh, in this universe. Especially given the post credit scene, which we won't spoil right now, but yeah, um, but later, yeah, <laughs> later, though, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think that I think with through a character like Yelena, they're kind of course correcting what they did with Natasha, mm-hmm. and and I really liked that. I, I like that yeah. they were. It was a little bit more self aware. Uh, it was making mm-hmm. fun because to them, like obviously within their universe. Uh, the way that uh, Scarlett Johansson and, and the Black Widows existing, it's like that's reality, and so they're all about function yeah. and they're all about purpose yeah. and like you know what the, wh- there's intention there. And in MCU, like mm-hmm. in a comic book, there's not quite intention because it's like we can make all the fight scenes as pretty as we look, and there's no function. <laughs> Captain yeah. America's shield doesn't comply with physics. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. that's because that's the narrative we subscribe to. Yeah. But Yelena's very much, uh, she objects to that. And she's like, why do you have to flip your hair every time you freaking do like a weird superhero <laughs> landing? And yeah. It's, 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 it's meta, but it's also through her lens, there's like a charisma that only I think she can balance that brings this yeah. levity to it. That's, she doesn't take herself too seriously at the same time, which yeah. is so interesting. And so I loved her. Mm. Uh, and like w- with, I think going back, taking a step back with all of these characters, there's, I think the, the idea of family or fa- making our own family. And that's why these supporting yeah. characters are so good. Yeah. Like the way that yeah. Yelena is portrayed as, you know, a little sister while not literally being a little sister and Natasha and her and everyone are trying to reconcile those roles because is this, was, were these memories real or were they fake? Like the answer is Mm -hmm. up to them to ascribe to. And I thought that was so neat how they still all quite fall into those roles. Yeah. 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 What did you think about Alexi's red guardian? Interesting. I'm like, (laughs) I I like, I, you know, how's this? I think, I think for a movie that could have been kind of really mean in spirit, I think he added some great levity. Yeah. I was, I kind of wanted some more flashbacks with him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted him also to shave his beard as he was putting on the costume. I'm like, we just, it it was a very, you know what they (laughs) did? They leaned into the, they leaned into Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He would be great live action, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, honest, guess, honestly, right? I think that's a perfect casting. I'm saying that right now. I thought I thought it was good. You know, I liked his, I also would have liked to see a little bit more of his, like, super strength and stuff. Like, we have yeah. no idea how the Red Guardian came to be. We have, like, oh, yeah. well, we kind of do. I need to rewatch. I've only know. seen this movie once, so. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I think okay. So I think he was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, I thought he was super funny. I thought he added a very nice like kind of contrast uh, in his energy to the movie because it's the movie like this has a potential to be very grim, especially yeah. dealing with like the Black Widow program. Um, but I think that he kind of added a nice bit of levity, um, but also kind of keeping with the spirit of things. Like he didn't feel out of place. Yeah. Um, and like, I think it's fun. Like him telling the stories about like fighting Captain America in the eighties. Like, is he lying? Like, is he, or did he really fight Captain America or did he fight somebody that looked like Captain America? That was like some other government attempt. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of a spoiler, but, um, no, I guess we're no, getting spoilers. So. Are we seeing the spoilers? Are we getting spoilers? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was yeah, I, I tried to lightly, <laughs> yeah. but like, <laughs> if you haven't it. seen it, then don't listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are you listening? If you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like his him telling stories. Like he doesn't really seem like one that would lie. Um, like he seems like someone that would embellish things or All like right. or kind of like blow hot air. But he doesn't really seem like he would li- like he has a reason to lie about that. Like he's going around breaking people's arms in prison. Um, doesn't seem like he has anything to prove to them. So, yeah, I would have loved to see some kind of flashback of like him in his prime, like red guardian in the suit, throwing the shield, um, doing, using his weird, like Soviet knockoff of the super soldier serum, um, which makes him seem a bit stronger than Captain America. Oh yeah. Like he was like throwing, he was like, he was like throwing trucks, like no problem. Yeah. But like, but also doesn't have like the. Maybe like the sustaining power of the Captain America serum to where like he's like gotten old and like fatter and like is like let himself go. <laughs> yeah, I I thought he was really interesting because the way he contrasted like obviously with with a with a character like that, there's a contrast to Captain America. That's yeah. you know, you inevitably will compare them. And so yeah. Cap uh or him him kind of taking on cap i thought his loyalty to country was such an interesting arc and like Mm. uh him being disturbed by that and not learning because like you know captain america kind of gets the whole disillusioned yeah arc and he like his entire journey is reconciling that who he is to his country who his country is to him uh it's been a very big theme and i thought it was very cool to like very specifically watch red guardian go through that yeah so yeah I, I his loyalty to country was very interesting, but uh, and you know his his loyalty to his daughters or mm. air quote daughters because yeah the whole talk that he was trying to give Yelena to make her feel better it it was just the worst. I was like, that's the most familial <laughs> kind of stuff ever. Yeah, he he definitely seemed a bit different in the beginning of the movie than he did like later after they rescued him from prison. Like he seemed much more like straight laced and like uh kind of more like a straight shooter in the beginning of the movie but like later he kind of became more the comedian and which i I enjoyed uh but yeah he felt his character or like the way he was playing it felt a little bit different once we saw him again later in the timeline um but it wasn't a problem for me it was just like something i just saw um yeah i didn't pause let me pause real quick sorry sorry it's over my door
Sorry, got a package no, delivered. Okay, go. What you get? <laughs> Unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> Unboxing video. Uh, okay. Right, go ahead. Um, where were we? Uh, <clears throat> Red Guardian. With with Red Guardian, I thought his his uh, levity actually like didn't separate it like didn't separate him from the movie and then the tone of the narrative at all i thought it was actually the the balance that they struck with a character like him existing but also the very serious stakes with uh natasha and everything Mm. going on with the red room i thought it was like very carefully balanced and like but like very well done and i i think that's where i'm a minority because i think some people really didn't like that but i i loved it it was yeah i think the biggest thing with something like this it to compare to Loki, not that we need to get super into that, but <laughs> I just like that two very different things. They're very different, but I think this is way more my speed. Like I think that the stakes and everything going on, like were very true and simple, like and easy to understand. Mm. And I think that's what I'm like, I'm like, that's a good story to tell for that character. And like, I just think yeah. that, that was that self-contained thing, like whether or not like I agree with the timeline the movie was taking place, mm. just what what they set up and what they enacted, I was like, wonderful. All the action set pieces, wonderful. All like the espionage tones, loved it. Like loved that yeah. there were some moments that they led the audience astray. Like that's what I needed, you know? Well, well and this is one of my favorite things about this movie. Uh, it truly feels like a self-contained, like it's appropriate that this is self-contained. Like I wasn't watching this and thinking like, uh, why aren't the Avengers helping her? Oh yeah. Uh, or like, where's Iron Man in this? Like, why is Iron Man taking care of this? Like, if we watch like Captain America, even something like Captain America: Winter Soldier, yeah, something like that. It's like I love that movie. I think it's the best MCU movie. But that situation, it's like we should really be calling in the Avengers for this. Yeah. Uh, or like you know, you could pick any other any other really MCU solo movie. There's going to be a point where you'd be like, the Avengers should be a part of this. Like, yeah. this is way over the top, and there's not really a reason that this character is taking this on alone other than budgetary constraints or that this is not an ensemble film. Yeah. Um, but this one, like, dealing with, like, espionage stuff and the Red Room and, like, things that are very personal to this character, uh, and, like, also, like, given the Civil War situation and, like, the Avengers being broken up, the the circumstance for this felt incredibly appropriate. Like, okay, no, Natasha's got this. Like, she's got her team, she's got her friends, her old family, and this is this makes complete sense why it's just them working on this project. Like, they can handle this. I don't think we need to call in Captain America for this one. Yeah, and like again, like I that and that's one of my biggest strengths too, like with this film, is like it was hers yeah. and it was just also the the biggest thing and like for me this this is where i guess my emotive reaction to something like you know kind of blows my ratings up and gets people confused mm-hmm. but i think that like the when i was watching this movie it just reminded me so much of my first time watching spider-man homecoming which is like interesting for, that's like my favorite my favorite two marvel movies are captain america civil war and spider-man homecoming because i think that huh. i have to have a solo film and then i have to have a have yeah, yeah 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 i got you i got you yeah. and so um <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was. I was like watching Peter Parker do like the ten minute web swinging thing. Yes, was so fun. Like just the montage of him yeah. like getting out of school finally. And hey guys, do a flip. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he's like, yeah, some lady gave me a churro. Like that was all yeah. like, oh, like Chef's kiss, perfect. I'm That's waiting my favorite for part of that to, movie. 
Yeah, I'm waiting for them yeah. to do that again. Like, yeah. And so with Black Widow, I had that that much fun watching this movie. And I think that mm. there's so many things like, okay, wait, I I have two questions, but we need to take a step back. <laughs> we, we didn't talk about Rachel Wise. And how did yeah. you like her character? Because I don't want to overlook her. I actually think she was just absolutely amazing. And okay, how'd you like her? I liked her a lot. I thought she was really good. I I expected to see a bit more of her. Um, I feel like she was probably the one of that family that we saw the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, like, the times we were with her, I thought she was great. Um, I It's kind of just like, yeah, I guess that's all I had to say about it. I don't really have anything that was Honestly, like, on I, like, loved that because we're going spoilers though <laughs> i love yeah. that the direction they took with her where it's like we kind yeah. of all kind of had it set up that we thought red guardian was going to be you know the patriarch and be the one to give them all the answers mm-hmm. and and lead the team and i like that he wasn't incapable but there was a little mm. bit of like a dopiness to him and like yeah it was in it was almost like very michael scott-esque where it's like it's endearing yeah. And like we're glad we have him with us. Maybe they don't feel that way about Michael Scott, but <laughs> it's like they're glad they glad they have they're ha- they have him with them. But it's like he is not by any means the leader. And then to show yeah. the girls the one that they held most dear to be this strong, empowered, like badass, I thought was mm-hmm. wonderful. And and, and yeah. The way that her and uh, then leading to that, like her and Natasha orchestrating such a beautiful, like, I guess, uh, break in. What? Yeah. I loved that. I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I needed from these characters. And like, they really gave yeah. it to me. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my then my second question, how do you feel this movie ranks with fighting scenes in the MCU? Like, I'd say it's like number one for me. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, I solo thought, so hero I thought this fight movie scenes. was kind of. I thought this movie was kind of light on fight scenes. Okay, I, think, I can I can think of like three, like sequences in the movie where there's like a fight scene, mm-hmm. uh, or like a an elongated fight scene. Um, I think I think I think Winter Soldier has the best fight scenes out of anything. Um, of the easily. MCU, actually, that's a MCU. very fair. Yeah, like the That's choreography they did with that, like especially like I'm thinking of that, especially the scene with Bucky and Cap in the street when they when Bucky's like fighting with him with the knife and stuff, uh, like all that. It's it's crazy. It's so cool. Um, okay, so, okay, wait. With Go that, ahead. you're right. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. Because I think now <laughs> now I think right. Because you you could have e- easily just said the elevator fight scene from Cap too, which is yeah, a yeah very- that, that move yeah that movie is insane. The, Very fair the argument. Amount of work they put into that. Yeah. But the way I think about like the modern MCU too, I think some of the, like if we're going I still am waiting for a movie to top the the Batman warehouse scene in Batman v Superman. I, I will stand yeah. on my podium and say that I think DC has the best <laughs> fight scenes. Um Yeah. But with this one, it's like a lot of Marvel will do like the very quick cuts where you actually don't see the fight yes. scenes. And yes. I really hate that. And this movie yeah. did not do that. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's where it gets the inspiration from Winter Soldier. Cause that's what kind of Winter Soldier was like, kind of the first one in the MCU to do that. Like, okay, we're not just going to cut away when there's a punch thrown, it has somebody like flying across the room. We're going to show every moment of this fight and it's going to feel very raw and it's going to feel very intense. And 
and it's not even that they're doing intense moves. Like, they are doing intense moves, but it's that you're seeing every bit of it, and it's so well choreographed that you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's making me anxious watching this. Like, I... Yeah. I'm at, and it helps you feel for the character. It helps you draws you into that scene. Like, oh my god! Like, I'm in this right now. I'm in this moment because I'm not. I'm not given the luxury of taking a break and cutting away. Yeah. Um, and the Taskmaster yeah. fight scene on the bridge was so freaking cool. I was like, yeah, I can't. How do you? How okay, did so, you like? Yeah, you go. <laughs> I'm just getting. I'm getting after so this is, it right now. This is this is where I get into my problems with this movie because okay. I have a few of them. So okay, so I wanted to mention real quick. I loved the start of this movie. Oh, the start of this movie is one of the, my favorite starts of any MC movie, I think. Like, seeing them as, like, the family in Ohio, oh. like, Russian sleeper agents, but, like, they're so in deep that they're, like, speaking with American access to each other all the time when nobody's watching. And, like, the sequence of them, like, escaping, getting on the plane, and then, like, all, like, the, uh, like the training stuff that happens afterwards. I thought that was incredible. Like, I it loved... felt like a completely different movie. Yeah, it did. And I and I love every bit of that. Like I love seeing that. So like that was the thing I wanted to say so much. But um Okay. So this movie, and this is this is where it falls for me, is that it just feels like so much of this film is just like redoing Captain America the Winter Soldier. Like mm-hmm. not and sometimes sometimes for a lot of times for good, uh, but sometimes for bad. Like, cause like, you know, Winter Soldier, like everybody loves Winter Soldier. It's such a strong formula. It was the first kind of spy espionage movie in the MCU. Yeah. And it really leaned at, leaned into that genre. And this one is naturally going to echo that because this is a spy character and dealing with a lot of espionage stuff and covert operations. Um, but, and this is where I get into Taskmaster, yeah. in that the ta- Taskmaster was just Bucky all over again. Yeah. Like, like, like that reveal, like the reveal, quote-unquote, of Taskmaster was literally just the reveal of the Winter Soldier redone, but felt lamer. And it's like, oh my God, like Natasha murdered this child. Uh, and it's the, uh, it's what's, it's Drakov's daughter that she killed. Oh my God, who is Taskmaster? We know it's not the guy with the plane, uh, who I thought it was going to be, her friend. Like when we oh, saw yeah, him in the promotions. Too. Yeah, the guy. I was like, oh, that's Taskmaster. That's that's the taskmaster. Taskmaster, that's him for sure. But then we see him deliver the mail with the serum in it. Okay, like like okay. So the movie's telling me early on that's not him. So I'm like, and then when I see that he kills the daughter, or that she kills the daughter, I'm like, okay, it's probably the daughter coming back. And oh. so it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a difficult reveal for me to unpack. And it, it might have be the same for everyone. Like, um, but like. Having it be like, oh, someone from your past that you thought they died, and that they're back and they're fighting you, and like they're your masked villain, your arch nemesis who has this personal history with you, and it's a big reveal. It literally just felt like the Winter Soldier all over again, and I was like, why? Why do they do this? Why not just have it be like actual Taskmaster? Uh, no, yeah, no. yeah. I don't feel that but, way. But 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 again, but again, not even just that, like. I felt really underwhelmed by the Taskmaster fights. Like I feel like we, I feel like we saw a Taskmaster fight for five minutes in the movie altogether, at most. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, yeah, and I was like, Taskmaster is like, I I wanted to see more of like the gimmick of Taskmaster. Yeah. And the mimics of the fights, not just like vaguely doing similar moves, but like 
I wanted to see more of it because it's such a it's such a an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh my god, like the costume. I hate love the costume. Hate the costume. Hate the costume. Like okay, that's so. When, when, I love I love that we are not like <laughs> cohesive about this because it's really no. like entertaining. Okay, so in 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 Sony's Spider Man video game and in oh Marvel's god. Avengers video game, we had yeah. two rad taskmaster costumes from marvel studios in the last couple of years uh with avengers the video game having a good taskmaster design and spider-man a different studio having and sorry sony with spider-man video game a different studio having a similarly great taskmaster design yeah and then we have like this this like bucket helmet with like a really vague skull engraving in it yeah uh I, I was and disappointed. It felt it felt like the it felt like just like a lazy costume that like the MCU is kind of known for sometimes. Like kind of like doing like a a not having the balls to go for like a comic book accurate costume with some characters and giving them just like oh here's like a leather suit with like your colors on it. Like that's what it kind of felt like to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I okay. Taskmaster. This is my thing. Taskmaster is a B-list villain. Um. And so then people taking like the origin of the Taskmaster like so importantly to heart. I was like, I un- yeah. I understand your displeasure with uh, the reveal. Personally, I- I'm just kind of glad it wasn't the same person it was in the comics, which may make me mm. like the worst fan. I was just like, give me because like at the end of the day, I just don't think it matters who the Taskmaster is as long as they no. have those abilities. Yeah. And I think you're yeah. right. It's more of a it's more of a suit than like a person. Like it doesn't need to be a person. It's kind of it's more like a, yeah. an identity with those kind of abilities. I think you know going back to Arrow season two, it could have definitely been like a Deathstroke. Like that's that's kind of who mm-hmm. you know. It's it's Marvel has definitely their own takes on on DC characters as Deathstroke, yeah. but like. And you guys know who I'm referring to, but the, <laughs> I think Taskmaster is more along those lines uh, of that yeah. character, and it, yeah, therefore it has the potential. And I think Taskmaster is one of the coolest villains. I actually I bought recently uh, last last year the first appearance of Taskmaster, and I think because mm. I love that character, I think I think the character is so cool. But it's like yeah. I I just think the idea of the character is cool. It's not like I hold them so close to my heart because I'm like. The, you're a B-list character. Like I, I, yeah. I like a lot more characters more than you. And so the, but w- with the costume, yeah, the costume was fine. Like I didn't, I didn't think it was so bad. Like, cause also how yeah. do you make a freaking like a cape, a hood in pirate boots with, with a skull mask work? I'm like, no, they tried no. their best and I'm okay with it. I think there's a way to split the difference between those two things. This one, yeah. this felt a little bit more, a bit more reserved than to my liking. But, but again, and this is where I kind of get back into, and I, and again, like I, I, I was upset by, I was not upset. I was like underwhelmed by the taskmaster of, of it all. Yeah. But it's like, again, you know, Dracoff's daughter doesn't necessarily need to be taskmaster going forward. It could be somebody else takes the suit yeah. because we learn it's not her ability. It's the suit that does it. So oh. it's a suit that memorizes the abilities. And then it, like with the chip, like she learns it and stuff like that. So it's technology, like a lot of things in the MCU, not actual powers. So somebody else could easily take up that mantle and become Taskmaster in the MCU and kind of become this, you know, villain, kind of like a Zemo hovering in the background doing shenanigans. Um, yeah, or like a, a gun for hire. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no, or a gun for, yeah, a submercenary, like, like we know Taskmaster is, yeah. Exactly. And so I think yeah. that, uh, you know, I, I didn't mind the villain. 
the reveal, like, I understand the problems with the reveal, but like for me, you know, if I was to critique it, because I think, I think you're, I, I do like what, where you're at. Like, I, I think I see your logic yeah. and, I, and I really, I see where you're coming from with that. For me, I didn't think it was so close to, to Bucky because I was like, they, I, 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 you know, I'm more glad than anything. It wasn't like Yelena was Taskmaster. You know what I mean? Because I think no, so yeah, many people yeah. wanted that. And I was like, no, no. And I, and I would, and, I, and, and again, on the flip side, I wouldn't want someone like it'd be too obvious to have somebody in their family be Taskmaster. Like a lot of people yeah. thought it was gonna be Rachel Vice. Like, oh, yeah. Rachel Vice can be Taskmaster. Uh, that's too. That's again too obvious. Like, I don't really need that. Um, so it's like, but again, this gets into my problem with the movie and how much it's like Civil War. It's like, you know. You have this like force of nature who is like the mysterious masked person who's causing problems for you and like owning you in the battlefield. And oh, look, it's someone, it's someone from your past who you're responsible for their fate and they're brainwashed and they're not really responsible for their actions. And it's actually this other person who's behind them who is pulling the strings and they're the real villain of the movie. Uh, yeah. You know, we had, we had Robert Redford and Winter Soldier pulling the strings of Bucky. And he's the real villain. And again, this is going to get Drake off and it's his daughter and he's pulling the strings and she's not responsible because he's brainwashed and someone from Natasha's past who's responsible for it. It's like, it, they're very similar. Like the, like it's the inspiration, the inspiration is very clear. Um, and again, it's not a problem. Like, I mean, it's like in general, it's not a problem. Cause I think the movie works in a lot of ways outside of that. And, and I think the way it comes together, like it felt, it still felt new in a lot of in other ways, but Again, it's like it's hard to ignore like just the redoing of a lot of stuff that worked in Winter Soldier. It's like we could do other things. We don't have to just redo this stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it is what it is. I like, yeah, no, it's again, you know, it's so funny. Like with those critiques, I still don't think like, I, again, like I think for me, it was just like how much fun the movie was, like spoke the loudest to me. Like that was really where I was yeah. like, I got a kick out of all of it. And even, even, yeah. you know, the whole jailbreak scene, the whole, uh, that was, that was great. The yeah. great, like the, cause like, I didn't think like, you know, really like whether or not I think all the pieces came together to make like a perfect pie or whatever. And I think that the, the pieces by themselves, like some of the pieces individually were just so good. And, and that's yeah. what sticks out to me the most. And, and again, these problems I have, like, these, I mean, these, these are problems I have. There are issues I have. And they're not ones, not ones I can really ignore. But the movie still works more than it doesn't work for me. Yeah, like yeah, seeing, like yeah. seeing, like seeing, yeah, like seeing Scarlett Johansson in this role as Natasha and seeing how good she is in this part. Like she carried this movie so well yeah. to where at times when I was seeing these similarities, I was able to forget them while I was watching it because what was happening on screen, everybody was doing such a great job with it. Um, and yeah, there's things like the mind control and like the pheromones, like that's a kind of, it's kind of dumb, but it's like, this is a make believe universe where a lot of dumb stuff happens. So it was like, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah okay. and again, it's like, like, that, yeah, that, that those performances are so strong that I, I overall had such a good time in the movie. Okay. My question, if I was to have a problem with this movie and actually I kind of want to open that, open this up to a question, I think for me, and I don't want to come off like any sort of way politically here. I thought the, the, 
one of the themes of the main conflict of the movie was uh-huh. female autonomy and like what yeah. like free will with women. How did that? How did you feel about that? How did that resonate with you? Like I had, I think it, it was a very fine line they walked, and I was like, yes. I, I, I feel like that that narrative has been done a lot. I thought they balanced something yeah. like that better than like I guess uh, Captain Marvel did. Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes yes okay all right so again and it's like it's and i I think that i mean okay so it's hard to it's hard to ignore the context of the environment that this movie was made in and how few of these movies there are and kind of like the hurdles that they've literally had to go through to get these kinds of films made um so in that sense it's like okay like you've gone through so much and so many like closed doors just to try to get to this movie like in theaters um, and get anyone like in power to pay attention to it. So it's like, in that sense, like, okay, like I understand, like I, I think there is, there is room for some vindication from that. So we're like, okay, like, no, like, you know, we got here, we're going to like show you what we're made of and like, yeah. you know, kind of give this message that you were, supp- like you were suppressing this message. So we should probably add some of this message into the movie. Um, and so, I think this film does it way better than Captain Marvel did. So where Captain Marvel kind of felt like a little preachy at times. So yeah. I was like, I, I completely am behind you and this message you were saying. But this message you were saying is kind of distracting from some of the narrative points in this movie. Um, or some of like the the interesting parts of this movie. But with this one, like seeing just like a bunch of black widows like kicking ass and like seeing like Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh and Rachel Weiss like absolutely crushing it in this world. Uh I I didn't I wasn't distracted by any kind of messaging that might have been going on. Um yeah, and again the, and if yeah. Go ahead. Oh thanks. That that was the one area where I was like I was like I'm like, oh, does that really have to be like cause I'm like <laughs> it's never like that for men. Like you know, all the hundred thousand other Marvel movies that we have with yeah. males leading. I'm like, how come it, I'm like, where's the, for, for, I guess off the top of my head for men, it's always like legacy. Like, what is my legacy? Yeah. Like, how come that can't be like a theme for a female hero in this movie? I'm like, yeah, it, it works just as well. But I'm like, how, no, yeah. this one has to do with autonomy and like, I'm in control of my body. And like this thing, I'm like a socially, like whatever not trying to get preachy here, but it's just like, I, I agree yeah. with everything you're trying to set up and lay out, but I'm like, how come this had to be the, you know, the, and, and this is like menial, very tiny part of this movie. And yeah. so it's very nitpicky, yeah. but I'm also like, that was the one issue where I was like, come on, like guys, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. anything and else. I, I, yeah. And I think in this one, like I can think of maybe like one scene where like that kind of thing is mentioned. Uh, and it's once like one scene. Cool. Like you said, the, like you said it, yeah. we're all in agreement. Like that's cool, and like we can like keep going now. I think, I think when it becomes like a thing that's distracting from the story or like what this character is trying to learn and achieve, uh, then it's like okay, that is bummer. But it's like, I think in this world, like you know, Natasha and Rachel Vice kind of being in control of things and kind of like captaining the ship makes way more sense. Like, yeah. and, and, and kind of like preaching that message as well. You know, it's like, it's the Black Widow program. Like, they aren't interested in having men, like, in those positions. Because the very point of it is, like, 
you know, because people underestimate women and yeah. like, because of that, like they are able to do really incredible things and like defy those expectations and like, you know, assassinate people. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I, I didn't have a problem with that. Cause like all the other stuff, like it felt so, I don't know. It just felt good. Like it felt good in this movie for me. Um, I, and like seeing how, you know, obvious or like overt some of that stuff is in Captain Marvel, like anything less than that doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Cause it didn't really yeah. bother me that much in Captain Marvel either. I was just like, okay, this is obvious. And I like, I get, it. I get why you're saying this, but it, it was a lot less than this movie, I think. Yeah. And, I and again, like it of, felt like action, the actions spoke for themselves in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm like, we don't, I don't need another story of a man controlling a woman because I'm like, I'm not pro that. And so I'm like, yeah. I, I just, I was like, ah, oh, can we like, move away from that and just tell another story. Yeah. But like, again, yeah. unfortunately that was, uh, a, I, th- I think it was a small part of the plot because the whole, yeah, th- there's so many other things that I just adored. And like that had my, like, cause then, you know, whatever the scene after that, it's like her jumping out of freaking helicarrier. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I had that. I was like, alrighty, well I'm here now. Um, yeah, but, Okay, so I guess I have a. I only have a couple more questions. Uh, Any of them? Who was your favorite character? Uh, I think I think Natasha. It and again and again like this is and again another problem is like we know her fate, so like anything that yeah. happens to her in this movie, like I'm not worried for her. Like when she's fighting, uh, uh, not Gorbachev. That's a real Russian person. Um, <laughs> when she's fighting Drakov. Um, and he's like beating her up. It's like, I'm not really worried for her. Cause I know she's going to be, she, I know she's going to survive this. Like, this yeah. isn't really that big a deal because her death is still so fresh. Like it, her death is the last thing we saw in our Marvel movie. Um, uh, Oh, okay. L- minus Spider-Man far, far from home. But like the, the last big Avengers movie that we saw, like one of the central pieces was her dying. And so that is still so fresh in my mind and that her fate that's what I'm actually thinking about when watching this movie. And it's like, okay, like that and again, like talk about like those stakes are gone. So yeah. um but yeah, so but I but I thought I think she has like evolved in this character in so many good ways, interesting ways, to where I feel like the character we're seeing now is so vastly different than the one we saw in Iron Man Two or in Avengers or even in Captain America uh Winter Soldier. Like I feel like she has been become such like an emotional rock and like a like a binding rock for this for, like for this universe. Um, and we kind of we saw that in Endgame, like we saw like the impact that she had in that in that film, and kind of how she was leading the Avengers after the snap. Um, yeah. So yeah, so seeing her kind of like going and like patching patching together this family that was torn apart, like for this like common goal and its purpose, like. I really love seeing her just do everything in this movie. Like I didn't have, yeah. I, I was enjoying everything. And, and Florence Pugh was really good too. Like I'm really excited to see more of her, but I think Scarlett Johansson is like, has such a good hold on this role. Uh, it makes me want to see more in and sad that we won't. Yeah. That's, that's my other thing is like, no matter what, again, like they really kind of effed, effed with the stakes of this movie. Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh man, I really, really, really would love to be able to see a sequel, but none of it matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is the only time where I'd I'd like to see a uh 
a sequel. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see a, a not the only time. What are we talking about? I love sequels. I mean, no, yeah, like. Yeah. No matter how well this movie does, it it, it kind of doesn't matter. Like it's a pretty much a last hurrah, and like yeah. all the stakes are brushed to the side. And then like it was, it was just kind of like another thing. A lot of character setup, but I'm like, yeah, how come? Like it, yeah. This is the one time where I'd want. This is what I was trying to say earlier. In the comics, where they kill off a character, but everyone knows the character is going to come back later. I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like, let's do that here now. You let's bring I mean? her back. Yeah, Mul- Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Let's bring her back. Yeah, baby. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm like, it happened with Gamora. How come it can't happen yeah. with her? Like, yeah, exactly. Literally, it happened I mean, with Loki. It's, it's possible. Yeah, it's it's possible. Everybody, nobody's really dead. Yeah, I'm except, like, except Quicksilver, because that... except Quicksilver, because uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing uh, Craven the Hunter now. So, yeah, yeah. I'm like, except for Quicksilver, and then it, like, there's freaking three others with that too. I'm like, Bane is yeah, Venom. Exactly. What is life like? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, okay, last last two questions. Uh, what did you think of the post credit scene? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I mean, I'm exci- so you know Valentina, as we know her as Madame Hydra. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, a villainous character. Uh, you know, whatever she's doing is not for good reasons. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited. Like I and again, like I'm excited to see like the kind of. You know, whether it's a Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers or whatever kind of team she's putting together. There's no difference. Um, yeah. I, Those I'm, are the I'm same team. See, same team. I'm excited to see where yeah. these things will go. Because I like John Walker. I'm excited to see more of him. Um, I like where they left him at the end of that show. Um, and I love Florence Pugh as, like, the new black, de facto Black Widow. Um, and, yeah, and, and we'll see this on the Hawkeye show that's coming out. Is she year. the villain? Is that like what's happening? So she's in the show. I what I what I assume it'll be like is that they'll fight, they'll punch for a little bit, and then they'll come to come to an agreement and work together to fight some broader villain, which is how all these things always go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I assume it'll be very much like that. Basically, your classic so Batman v Superman situation. Exact. Exact. Honestly, it's every every time there's a like civil war. Anytime there's a conflict between superheroes. Uh, they always fight for a minute, and they're best friends, and they fight to you know beat some big bad guy. Having in Avengers it happens in literally almost every single one of these movies. That's the best part. Yeah, it literally yeah. is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy three with Thor and crap. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Star Lord. Uh, yeah. Okay, then last question. Because also, I I really liked it actually, and like it was yeah. just kind of I don't know for me it was very much one of those like. I had to take a step back moments where like I saw I saw her and I was like, Oh wow, like wait, like you're not well, I did watch it in my bedroom. You watched in the theater, but I watched at home. I saw it. <laughs> and so uh maybe that changed our experiences too. But yeah, it was I think it, it was watch it was I was like, Oh wow, like because the, the the watching it as the show, like seeing her in Falcon Winter Soldier, then seeing mm-hmm. her in this, I was like, Oh wow, like that's whoa, like you're in the movies yeah. now. It was yeah. jarring. Yeah, but in the best way because it was almost like, and I don't mean to put it that high, but it was almost kind of like just like seeing Nick Fury for the first time or like something where it's like well, you're totally. And she's very much that, and she's like that kind of character too. She's like a dark Nick Fury. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's intentional too. Yeah. So. And so that Excited. was awesome. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I was that. That was just very exciting. And then she like kind of set up something really cool, which is like, oh wow! And she like she's the devil on your shoulder, and I really like yes. that. Yes, yes. I didn't get that vibe yeah. from her in in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So to see that here now, I was like, oh, I really liked the way they did that. Yeah, yeah. I because I love Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, and so I'm really excited to kind of see what what kind of fun stuff they're gonna let her do because she's like such an amazing actor. So I'm excited to see like what other stuff she'll do in the in the universe. Yeah. Um, okay. My last question, as as every, every as Hit every me. episode, what do Hit we me. what do we rate this out of ten, baby? Oh, uh, well, it's rare that I give like a Marvel movie below like a five, because even what? the worst one. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm not giving wait. it a five. I'm not <laughs> giving like... it a five. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, give me a sec. Give me a second. I'm just telling you my grading scale for Marvel movies. Oh like gosh. the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen, like I wouldn't grade it below a five. I probably wouldn't even grade it below a six. Um, oh wow! You know, like like Thor: The Dark World, or you know, which is probably the worst MCU movie. Yeah, I'd give it like a six. Uh, there's still a lot of good stuff in that movie. Um, so that being said, I had my issues with it. I liked it a lot. I liked it more than I didn't like it, but there were still some glaring issues I had. So I give it a solid 7.3. Okay, that's not bad. I thought you were literally just make, I'd give it a 4.9. I'm like, what no, the hell? No, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm going to give it a 7. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give that's it a solid a good, 7. I think, se- I think it earned seven? a 7. No, it's great. Yeah, that's great. I give it, I think, like an 8.2. I just love okay. it. There are some problems, yeah. but I'm also like, damn, like, for me, it's always enjoyability over. Yeah. If I had more fun than I had problems, then like, man, and I just I thought this movie was just so much fun, and like, yeah. It's also it was long overdue, and and in more ways than just yeah. like how long it took for Black Widow to get a solo movie. I just meant like, man, I needed some like theatrical MCU. Content. It was it was nice to see an MCU movie in theaters, and it wasn't like, something too complicated. It was just like, yeah. yeah. You, you, you got to go to a theater and watch it because, like, it was kind of an emotional experience. Like, being there on opening night, I got, like, my popcorn again first time back in a the theater. And oh, it's like... Man. That was your first? Oh. Actually, that was my second. I saw A Quiet Place, like, a day, the day before. Oh, wow. Um, back to back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw, I saw A Quiet Place. Yeah. That was good, too. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Emily Blunt, baby. Bring it in. Emily Blunt, dude. Bring her in. She's got the shoddy. Um, oh, but... Yeah, like I, I think I also enjoyed it more because I was in that theater experience again. Like, wow, like I'm in this, this is happening. I'm, en- I'm enjoying this with a crowd of people, and I'm eating candy and popcorn, and my wife is next to me, and <laughs> she is enjoying this as much as she can because she doesn't really like these movies that much, but she does like them in some way, and yeah. I appreciate that. She um, had to like the freaking Taskmaster fight at least. Gosh, I'm like, or else Jack and Morgan. Yeah, she didn't like the reveal because it was just like a Bucky and Mark Soldier. But and that's what you, and you're, and you were like, and you were like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you said that's why but, I married you. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm, but I'm really excited. I feel good about Phase Four and yeah, like yeah. the next set of movies that are coming out. Especially, and I know you're hating on Loki. But no. especially after finishing the Loki finale today, I'm more excited than ever to see oh, great. movies that are coming out. 
So you got to finish that episode. We'll talk about it later. I, I literally had like five minutes left, and I was like, oh, I've worked, and I have, I have to set up the recording, and then I was like, yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say an epic finale. It, I'm I'm going to rewatch it, and I, I want to give it its entire series worth, but as of yeah. right now, I just don't, I'm like, it, the, it again, it's too complicated for me, and that's not to say that yeah. I'm dumb or something. That's just to say I'm like, yeah. you know, I just know what I like. My like, I don't like Batman in outer space. I like Batman in yeah. Gotham. I like yeah. Black Widow yeah. in Russia, and like Loki. Yeah. I'm like, what? Okay, time and space don't matter anymore. I suppose whatever. And so see, see, I'm, we, I, so I'm a, I'm a Doctor Who lover. Like uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm a Doctor Who super fan, and this show is so heavily inspired by Doctor Who. Where I'm seeing so many things that are happening, I'm like this is 100% Doctor Who right now. So it's like it's like itching every bone in my body, like in a wonderful way. So it's I think it's my favorite MCU Disney Plus show. Okay, I think mine's yeah. mine's WandaVision, which is another hot take, but you know. Yeah, I love WandaVision too. I I mean I think they're all really good. You know, I, all, I got it's I got no yeah. qualms with any of them. No major qualms. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways. Okay, Jack. Uh, we will see you next time. Well, we'll be together again next time, and we'll do this sooner yeah. than we did this last turnaround. So. Yeah, I'm on some. I'm I'm a, I'm on summer break for school, so I only have like <sighs> two students a day, so I have nothing to do. So. Dang. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll make sure to make this happen. Um. Yep. Again, thank you, everyone. Make sure to uh leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Five stars. Uh, also subscribe and uh tell your mom about us she'll love us tell your mom she yeah hi (laughs) cool what's up mom (laughs) put put your mom over the headphones right now hello yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) mrs applebaum (laughs) hello miss applebaum jeans no it's okay that was weird i'm sorry it's okay. It's okay. It's good. All right, Jack. We'll see you next time. Love All right. you, mean it. Uh, uh, our hopes and dreams travel with you.